And man, so today, right, it's the 4th of July. It's the one day out of the year that we separate from every other day of the year to celebrate our freedom here as a country, here as Americans. Now, the beautiful truth about being an American is this, that yeah, 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 on the 4th of July, we celebrate our freedom. Come on. But it's not the only day we enjoy the freedom. Man, every single day, every hour of the day, we enjoy being a free people. As Americans, man, 365 days a year, 24 hours a day, however many minutes are in a day. I didn't do that much research, but I knew those two off the top of my head. They, man, we're free. Man, we are free. We're free to choose where we want to live. We're free to choose how we want to live, right? We're free to, to make all the choices that we desire to make in our, in our own lives. And you know what else, man? We are free to worship the God we serve. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want you to think about it for a moment. Like, okay, so we're all out here, outside. We're not in a basement somewhere. We're not, we're not stooped down under, underneath a rock somewhere. Like, man, we are out here gathered under the tent, a few hundred people, right, going after Jesus, not caring who hears it, who knows it, who sees it. We don't even care. We don't even care, and it's beautiful. We got big loudspeakers to make sure everybody hears it as well. You guys in the front are all deaf. Praise the Lord. Yeah. It's all good. For the Lord, anything. Amen. No, but we want everybody to hear because we're not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're not ashamed of the one that has saved our soul. Amen. Amen. And something else I find, I find amazing is, is, is that... You know, when you talk to someone who has recently migrated to our country, right, to this country, what you hear an overwhelming majority of them say that they left their homes and their country to come to freedom. That, that's why they came, to experience the freedom that America has to offer because people want to be free. People have this deep desire, this innate desire deep within them to be free. This is what we desire to be. Now, the thing about Freedom is, is this, that freedom is free, right? It's free. That's the root word, freedom, free. However, it, it isn't cheap. Free, freedom's not cheap. Um, you, you know, listen, us Americans, we get to enjoy the freedoms we enjoy every single day. But it wasn't cheap to purchase on our behalf. In order for us to be free and remain free, others had to pay the ultimate sacrifice on behalf of us. Others have, have paid the ultimate price so that we can enjoy our, our freedom. There have been millions upon millions of Americans who have given their lives. They have laid their lives down so that we could come here today and do exactly what we are doing with another tens upon tens of millions of Americans that have put themselves in harm's way, men and women, put themselves right in harm's way, risked their lives so that we can be free. And man, I hope, I hope this, man, that we take every opportunity afforded to us to say how grateful we are for it. Man, is it every opportunity we have to tell those that have, have had served in our military and who are currently serving in our military how much we love them, appreciate them. Every opportunity to salute them, honor them, and pray for them. Because without them, man, we wouldn't be able to do what we do every single day. It wouldn't be happening without them. And, and so I, I say all that just to simply say this, freedom is free, but it comes at a great cost. It costs a lot. 
And although living in America is an incredible blessing, it's an amazing blessing. I thank God for being born in this country and being here. I do every day because I don't want to take it lightly, the freedoms that we have. But you know, I've met so many people who are living in this free country, but they are bound up tighter than living in a communist country. I mean, they're free, they're free, but they're so bound. So many people who are living in this free country under so much bondage, they are bound by addictions, they're bound by alcoholism, they're bound by pornography, bound by depression and anxiety, bound by suicidal thoughts. I've met so many people who are, are so bound by what other people think about them that they are paralyzed by fear that they can't even make a decision, even one decision throughout the day because they're worried about what others might think. Man, I've met so many people over my years of being a pastor that have come to me and told me about how they're the people closest to them had told them that they were worthless and they would be nothing in their life. And, and these people are bound to this hopelessness that nothing can change. I, I can't do anything with my life except what it is because they, they received this word and they held on to the word. They're bound by it. See, living in a free country is a great blessing. But in all reality, it actually plays a very small part in true freedom. It'll play a small part in true freedom. See, just because we are born or we have migrated to a free country doesn't mean we're actually free. It doesn't mean that. And listen, I can say this with great confidence that the enemy has, has used the freedom of our country to blind the eyes of those living in this country. I can say it with great confidence. This is why if you, if you Google what Americans identify as, what religion, a majority of them say Christian. They identify as a Christian. That's what they would say. And even though a majority of them would identify as a, as a Christian, they, they don't even know who Jesus is. They don't, they don't have a clue who he is. Now, they may have heard about him, but hearing about him and knowing him are two different things. Completely two different things. Believe me, I've walked it. I've lived both. But so many of them wouldn't even know who he is. And so this is why we have a, a free country filled with, with people who are, who are bound who can't, who can't be set free, who can't break free of the chains. This is why we have churches filled with people who are bound, who aren't free. And so today, man, I want to spend just a few moments with you talking to you about freedom. Amen. On Freedom Sunday. Yeah. Come on, not a freedom that a country can give, but a freedom that the kingdom brings. Yeah. It's a different type of freedom. And I'll prove it to you in just a moment. See, the Lord wants to reveal to us what true freedom is. What it actually is to live and breathe and wake up every morning free as a bird. Ready to spread our wings and fly for Jesus. He wants us to, to know what that is and possess it. You know, the Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17, he says, Now the Lord is the Spirit. Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Freedom. Come on, one more time. Freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Now something you have to understand here is that, man, the Apostle Paul was a man who endured a lot of trials, a lot of tribulations. Matter of fact, he was arguably the most persecuted apostle out of all the other apostles. Not that I'm making it a competition or anything, even though I enjoy competing against people. 
but, but I would not prefer to compete against him, especially when it comes to suffering for the name of Jesus. He found it was a great reward. It was the greatest thing ever to be beaten for him. It's amazing. And I think it's, it's worthy to note that this man is talking about freedom, yet all the things that he was experiencing speaks to bondage. Everything this man was, was, was experiencing would speak to bondage. Matter of fact, he gives us a list in 2 Corinthians, starting in, in chapter 11, starting in verse 23. He gives a whole list of the things he has, has been through. And matter of fact, he does make it a competition. He says, he says, man, I've been through more than any of them other super apostles. That's what he called them, super apostles. He makes it a competition. I've worked harder than any of them. I've worked more, more hard than any of them. I've been in prison more frequently than any of them. I've been flogged more than any of them. I've been exposed to death again and again. He says, five times I received 40 lashes minus one. I don't know why he just didn't say 39 lashes. For those who can't do math, it was 39 that he received. But 40 minus one, what's the significance? I'll tell you the significance. Is that when you got 40 lashes, you were guaranteed to die. It was a guarantee. You, you, your body couldn't sustain it. Blood, you'd lose so much blood. 40 lashes killed you. These people didn't want to kill him. Not just kill him, they wanted to torture him. Because they wanted him to shut up. Stop preaching the gospel. Stop, stop having demonstrations of the power of Jesus Christ through the word of God. And so, man, they didn't just want to kill him, man. They wanted to torture him. He says, not only that, but three times I was beaten with rods, half to death. I've been stoned once. It's like he just throws it in there too. Like, yeah, I've been stoned too, by the way. <laughs> yeah, they took me outside the city gates and threw so many stones at me, left me in a pile of them. <laughs> but I got up anyway. He says, on top of all that, that wasn't enough. I've been shipwrecked three times. Bitten by a viper. Poisonous snake bit me, shook it off, kept moving. He says this, man. He says, I've been constantly on the move. I've been in danger from rivers. I've been in danger from my, from my fellow Jews. I've been in danger by Gentiles. I've been in danger in the city. I've been in danger in the country. Everywhere I've went, I've been in danger. I've been in danger in the sea. I've been in danger from false believers. Man, I've often gone without eating and sleeping. I've known hunger and thirst because I've often gone without food. And I've been cold and naked. And I've been cold because I was naked. This is, this is what he says. Now, I don't know about any, any of you. But if I met someone and I'm having a conversation with them. And this is how they're telling me their life is going. I try to redefine freedom for them. I'm telling you. I'd be like, oh, dude, you don't know freedom. Like, you have no idea. What are you talking about? This is awful. You need to change the way you're living. Something's going on. This is how I would feel. Because beaten half to death on multiple occasions, not just once, I'm talking over 10 times. He was beaten and left for dead, being imprisoned frequently. Doesn't sound like freedom to me. It just doesn't. But yet the apostle Paul says, now the Lord is spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. In other words, while we would be trying to redefine freedom for him, he would be defining freedom for us. That's what he would be doing. See, most of us would define freedom very simply. It's doing whatever we want to do. It's living however we want to live. It's no one telling us what we can do, when we can do it, none of that. All that, that speaks to freedom to us. Most of us, when we think of freedom, we think of our earthly circumstances. 
We really do. This is why we always bring up living in a free country and, and all those things. We think of our earthly circumstances. Like for instance, if, if I had a good job, right? And I had a bunch of money, I would have the freedom to buy nice things. Or I'd have the freedom to go on nice vacations. If I had this amazing job, I'd be free. Free to do whatever it is I want to do. But see, Paul is trying to show us that this is a very shallow concept of freedom. Very shallow. He's saying there is a freedom that can possess you and it will allow you to not be bound by your earthly circumstances. It's amazing. It's amazing. And why is it so important not to be bound by our earthly circumstances? I'll tell you why. Because this life is but a vapor. It's here one moment, gone the next. You're not promised tomorrow. It's here today. We don't know what tomorrow holds. Let me tell you why it's so important not to be bound by your earthly circumstances. Because we cannot see what others are going to be doing tomorrow. I want you to think over the last year that we just walked through. We never thought that would be possible. What they did to churches and and men and women of God. We never thought it would be possible. Pastors literally getting imprisoned because they they held not only indoor services, but outdoor services. Completely open air services. They show up and arrest them. We never thought that in America. Ever. We never thought it. But yet this is what we've had to endure. It's, it's wild. So we can't be bound by these earthly circumstances. Our, our freedom cannot be dictated by our country. Our freedom cannot be dictated by an earthly leader. It has to be dictated by a heavenly king. It has to be. Because then they can't take it from you. They can't take it from us. Our freedom can't be dictated by where we go, by what we're going through, or what's happening to us. It can't be dictated by that. Our freedom must be dictated by God, not by people. It has to. See, Paul's trying to very simply get us focused on heaven and not on earth. That's what he's doing. He's saying, yeah, 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 yeah. you think you're free, but, but actually you're free when the spirit of the Lord has possessed you. Now you're free. Paul's trying to get us to focus on heaven, not on earth. Matter of fact, Ephesians chapter 6 says it this way. For our battles not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and rulers of darkness in this present age. Against spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. And because our battle is in the spirit, that means our bondage is in the spirit. The bondage is spiritual because the battle's in the spirit. See, addictions, depressions, suicidal thoughts, anger, lust, all these different things, not, not just subject to those little lists, but just to give you an idea. Anything that binds you is a spiritual, is a spiritual battle. Every single one. It's spiritual in nature, but it will manifest itself in the natural. That's exactly what happens. The battle's won and it's fought there. This is why where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom because the Lord is spirit. See, the enemy is spiritual. He's spiritual. And he uses these different types of things in the spirit to bind us, which in return will bind us in the natural if he can get us in the spiritual. This is why Jesus says this, I've given you the keys to the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loose in heaven. He said, you gotta have the spiritual keys because if you don't, man, you'll never live free a day in your life on that earth if you don't have them. If we get bound in the spirit, we'll be bound on the earth. 
See, we've, we've got to understand, man, that the Lord is spirit. He is spirit. So only the Lord can give us freedom in the spiritual. He's the only one. And when the freedom in the spirit comes, we'll have freedom in the natural. No matter what's happening. No matter what the government decides to do. Don't matter. Not that I'm wishing for it, believe me. But it won't matter then. Our freedom won't be dictated by our earthly circumstances. It won't matter what's happening around us or what's happening to us because we will be so overwhelmed and overtaken and possessed by this freedom from the Spirit. So all the other stuff, we can, we can shake it off. T-Swift it. Shake it off, shake it off. See, we must desire spiritual freedom. We've got to desire it. Now look, I'm, my time's almost up. So Now maybe you're asking yourself, right now you're asking the question well how how do i receive the spiritual freedom i'm glad you asked so i can tell you how to receive it see the word of god is very clear and very straightforward on how we receive the freedom of the spirit of god it says this that the son of god whose name is jesus by the way jesus the christ christ isn't his last name it's like like jesus christ like keith deal it's jesus the christ jesus the anointed one of god jesus the chosen one of god jesus the messiah right that's what it means jesus the christ that's his name he's the son of the most high god the bible says he came to set the captive what free he came to set us free and it, doesn't, and it wasn't like they, they made it specific about country. Well, like, if you lived in this country, I came to set you free. No, no. I came to set the captive free because all mankind is held captive by sin and these spiritual things. It tells us that Jesus lived a perfect and sinless life. But then he gave his life as a living sacrifice. John the, the Baptist said this. He says, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the entire world. See, the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary washed us completely clean. It defeated and conquered every sin ever committed and that will ever be committed, ever. This is how powerful the blood of Jesus is. And the Bible says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you are saved. You're saved. That all those that call upon the name of the Lord are saved. They are set free. This is a a line to freedom. Jesus says in John chapter 8, it's a direct line to freedom. He's trying to give us, man, exactly the equation to walk in freedom no matter what we're facing. And in it, starting in John chapter 8, starting in verse 31, he makes this this, this statement. He says, if, somebody say if, if you abide in my word, if you obey my teachings, if you do these things, then you are truly my disciples. If you give your life to me and then you follow me, you write it on the tablets of your heart. You meditate on my word day and night so that it will go well with you. If you do that, then you are truly my disciples. And you will know the truth and the truth will set you what? Free. And the truth will set you free. He goes on in verse 36 of John chapter 8, and he says that the Son sets you free. You are free indeed, no matter where you live, no matter what's happening. If the Son sets you free, you're completely free. 
See, Jesus is simply saying this. He's saying, if you know me, you know the truth because I'm the way, the truth, and the life. So if you know me, not just heard of me, but you know me because you pursue me, because you're hungry for me, because your heart yearns for me. There's this deep desire deep within me to go after you, Jesus, and nothing else quenches it but you. If you know me, you know the truth, and the truth will make you free. It will set you free, and that freedom won't come from your country, won't come from your earthly circumstances, won't come from your earthly bank account, won't come from the earthly leadership, won't come from there. He says, if you know me, I'll be the one to make you free. My spirit will possess you in such a way and bring you freedom that you never thought possible, ever, ever. You'll be free from addictions. You'll be free from alcoholism. You'll be free from depression and anxiety. You'll be free from suicidal thoughts. You'll be free from anger and lust. This is what my freedom will do for you. You'll be set free from worrying what others say and think about you. Matter of fact, Jesus definitely don't want us to worry what people say and think. Because he says this, if, if everybody talks well of you, it's no good. It's probably not very good. If everybody's telling you you're awesome, yeah, there's a problem. There's a problem. You should ruffle somebody's feathers. Because the light in you should expose the darkness in them. And not out of your mouth, but how you live. Just by being in their presence. He says, if I set you free, no one can take your freedom. Nothing and no one will be able to take it from you. It won't matter what happens to you in the natural. See, the apostle Paul, he figured this out. He figured it out. The freedom cannot be dictated by what he was going through on this earth. He couldn't be. It couldn't be. Because if it was, man, he would have lived in turmoil and hurt his whole life after he gave his life to Jesus. He was good before he gave his life to Jesus. Did you know that? He was a Pharisee among Pharisees. Everybody loved him. Everybody wanted to be near him. I mean, he was, he was it. He was on the Sanhedrin. Gives his life to Jesus. His life flips upside down. And they're trying to kill him now. The people that loved him and heaped praise on him are now the ones trying to kill him. And he figured out my freedom cannot be based on what they can do to me. It cannot be. It has to be based on Jesus. See, the way the enemy binds us is he takes our freedoms from us. That's his first move. Let me remove freedom. This is why he wants to get people addicted to drugs, addicted to alcohol, addicted to pornography, addicted to all these different substances, even addicted to, to your career, to money and wealth. That's what he wants to do. He wants to get us addicted because it strips us of our freedom. But where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Paul was so possessed by the spirit of God that when the enemy had him locked up, because don't get it twisted, it was the enemy. Listen, the enemy has to have a host because he's spirit. So he uses people. I'm just telling you, that's what he has to do. He's not gonna come with big horns and stuff. He's gonna come as an angel of light, right? But he possesses people to go after people. This is how he operates, okay? And so the enemy was possessing people back then to go after Paul because he was preaching the name of Jesus. But every time the enemy had him locked up, guess what he did? He saved the whole prison. Go ahead, lock me up. I'll save everybody in this joint. Every single person will be saved. Murderers, rapists, all of them are gonna give their life to Jesus because I'm in here. So lock me up, it's cool. Go ahead, beat me half to death because I'm gonna get up rejoicing even more greatly and I'm gonna preach more passionately because of what you did to me. You go right ahead, you worthless devil. Mess with me, I'll make you pay. You go right ahead. 
I mean, what do you do with a man who says this, to live is Christ, but to die is gain? What do you do with someone that wild? To live is Christ. Hey, if I'm going to live, I'm just going to preach the gospel, preach the gospel, preach the gospel. I'm going to demonstrate miracles and signs and wonders. People are going to get healed and set free right and left. So to live is Christ, but go ahead and kill me. I go home. I really don't care what you do, devil. I could care less. If you don't kill me, I'm going to keep preaching. If you do kill me, I go to heaven. So whatever. Man, it was a lose-lose situation for the devil. Paul made it a lose-lose situation. I love it. I love it. And this is the kind of freedom that God wants us to possess. The same type of freedom. If it was for Paul, it's for you. That's the kind of freedom he wants us to possess. So that the enemy is scared to death of you. So that the, de- the, the demons know your name and they tremble. Did you know when the sons of Sceva go in to deliver somebody, right? This, this person had demons all in them. The sons of Sceva go in to, de- to, 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 to perform a deliverance on him. And the demon said this, Paul we know and Jesus we know, but who the heck are you? That tells me one thing, the demons can know you and be scared of you and tremble at your name because of Christ in you, the hope of glory. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. Because no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There's freedom. Now look, if you've been with us at all in church over the past several weeks, man, we've been talking about being baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost. Filled with the Holy Spirit scares people. I love it. Get scared. You should be. I hope it jumps on you. If you're all worried about it, like I don't want to jump and, and praise. I pray it jumps on you. You start dancing in the aisle way. I swear. I will rejoice. God's an all-consuming fire. Stick around long enough. He'll grab you. Amen. And it'll be the greatest joy of your life. It'll be the greatest joy. He's amazing. But we've been talking about being filled and baptized in the Holy Spirit. And this is why it's so important. Because if we are filled and possessed by the Spirit of God, there's nothing the enemy can do to you. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. He can't take your freedom. He can't do it. I've shared with you on a few different occasions what God's been sharing with me in my personal time. And I'll share it again. It is so important to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Because if not, you won't make it through the seasons we're heading into. I promise you, we've never seen trials and tribulations in this country like we will. We've never seen it. And if we're not baptized and filled in the Holy Ghost, I'm telling you, we won't make it. And the Lord said it very clearly to me, super plain. It was like an audible voice. And we've got a desire to be filled with his spirit. And here's the great news is that the Lord's about to pour out his spirit on all flesh. Our sons and our daughters will prophesy. Old men will dream dreams and young men will see visions. That is going to happen. That's going to happen. The enemy knows that his time is getting very short. And so he's ramping up his efforts. Cool. Go right ahead. Because greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. So whatever. But this is why, I mean, listen, God's about to send the greatest revival the world has ever seen. And that's a lot to say considering Isuzu and and Toronto and the Toronto blessing and all that. No, no, no. They're all going to pale in comparison to this. I'm telling you, I can feel the Spirit of God stirring in the land. The Bible says even the, even the earth 
yearns with groanings and, and birth pains for the, for the sons of God and the daughters of God to take their rightful place. This is what's happening in the church. And it's coming, man. And so what he'll try to do is attack our freedom in hopes to shake us, in hopes to conform us. But see, the Bible says, do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. See, our minds need to be renewed in what freedom actually looks like, what freedom entails. Freedom isn't being able to do whatever you feel like doing when you feel like doing it. Freedom is to rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice, to stand firm when you've done everything you can to stand. Stand therefore. That's freedom. We need our minds renewed in it. We won't make it without him. We need the spirit of the Lord because where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. We won't make it without him. And the way we receive freedom from God is really simple. It's by receiving Jesus as our Lord and Savior. After giving our hearts to him, we then ask him to fill us with his Holy Spirit. That's why Jesus said this. He says, if you ask, you will receive. If you seek, you'll find. If you... If you knock, the door will be answered. The door will be open to you if you just ask. But you receive not because you ask not. See, we receive the freedom of the Lord by following the teachings of Jesus. Going after him. Am I talking about perfection? No, I'm talking about progression. Hungry for him. The Bible says, keep with the spirit of repentance so that you bear the fruit of repentance. I'm not talking about perfection. We're talking about when we mess, miss it, Lord, forgive me. I'm going to move forward. Righteous man falls seven times every time I get right back up. The enemy's not going to keep me there. Amen. By following his teachings, by being a true disciple of Jesus Christ, not by just coming to a church service once a month or even every Sunday for that matter, but being hungry for God, surrendering your life, by denying yourself daily, picking up your cross and following him. This is what it means to be a, a true follower. This is true freedom. Freedom may be free, but it came at a great cost. See, Jesus paid the ultimate sacrifice, just like the soldiers have paid it for us in America. Jesus did it for us so that we could freely receive what he has freely given. It came at a great cost. Jesus was beaten for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement that brought you peace was placed upon him. It was all done by him. In him, we live, we move, and we have our being. It's Jesus, it's you. There's nothing else I need. There's no one else I look to. Jesus, it's you. It's always been you. Jesus paid the price so that now you and I can be free from sin, free from addiction, free from alcoholism, free from shame, free from depression, free from guilt, free from everything that the enemy tries to bind us with. We are free also to choose to serve him or not serve him. It's our choice. It's our choice. So the question has to be, will you allow him to set you free today? In a few moments, we're going to take communion and do amazing baptisms, 13 people getting baptized. It's amazing. 13 people that says, I have decided to follow Jesus and there's no turning back awesome 13 people will get to witness having their sins washed away to come up only as a brand new creation man come on the old is gone and the new has come but before we get to that we, we, we have to we have to do this 
Have you given your life to Jesus? Have you received him as your Lord and Savior? The question today is, is, have you received the salvation, the freedom of salvation? Have you? And listen to me, if there's even one question in your heart, like, well, I think maybe one time, or I mean, I've been to church a lot and my mom has talked to me. So maybe, no, no, if there's one question, man, let's alleviate every question. Let's alleviate every doubt. You don't have to have any. You can stand firm when you've given your life to him. And here in a moment, we're going to open the altars. We're going to do an altar time. I feel like the Lord wants to do it and minister to people this morning that need it. But freedom is in this place. And God is going to remove anything that's been trying to bind you. I believe it without a shadow of a doubt. He's going to offer salvation in a real way this morning, in a tangible way. Now, look, maybe you're here today and you're addicted to something. You're struggling with some type of addiction. Well, today is your day of freedom. I'm telling you, I can feel it every fiber of my being. That today, the Lord says enough is enough. No more struggle. No more being held down by that addiction. Today, God's going to set you free. I believe it. And who the Son sets free is free indeed. Listen to me. I'm a walking, talking testimony of the deliverance of God. 15 years of drug addiction, eight of which on heroin. And God set me free to never to return to the same person I was before, ever. Soon as I met him, my life changed forever, forever. Today, God's going to offer you freedom. It's amazing. Maybe you're here today and you're sick in your body, you're hurting in your body. You've had some ailment in your body for years and years and years. I believe today God wants to heal you. I really believe it. I believe we've had a dream of what God wants to do in people as people surrender and walk towards him. They're going to be met with the Holy Spirit and the power of God. I believe it. So listen, the worship team is going to go ahead and they're going to start playing. The the altars are going to be open. And we want to lay hands on every single person that once prayed for today. See, the Bible says that that's what we are to do, that we call the elders together in the church. We anoint you with oil. We lay our hands upon you. We pray for you. Because the Bible says that we can impart gifts of the Spirit to one another by the laying on of hands that if any among you are sick have the elders pray for you so that you may be healed and so that your sins may be forgiven we can even impart freedom yeah you can do it all by yourself in a closet somewhere yeah sure but the Bible says that where two are gathered on the mouth of two or three witnesses let it be where two on the earth agree about anything it will be done by my Father in heaven so why do we have you come and pray for you because of that We believe the word of God and what it teaches us and how it teaches us to pray and believe for healings and salvation and signs and wonders. And so we're going to open the altars and I believe it for a fresh anointing this morning, a fresh outpouring of God's spirit on your life that you're going to leave this place completely changed and completely set free. If there's anything in your life that you need to surrender to God, today's the day to do it. Stop waiting. Stop putting off till tomorrow what you can do today. And Father, I pray right now by the power of the Holy Spirit that you may begin to soften hearts, begin to open them up to the freedom that you want to give them. And we bind the voice of the enemy, fear, and all these other things. We bind it right now. I pray, Lord, that you would begin to draw them in right now by your Spirit. We pray for healings, signs, wonders, and miracles this morning. And we thank you for them. In Jesus' mighty name, the altars are open.